You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. <laughs> buns, buns, buns. Come here, baby. You know you drive up a wall the way you make good all the nasty tricks you pull. Seems like we're making up more than we're making love. And it always seems you got something on your mind other than me. Well, Happy New Year's, G-Mags Dirtbags. Since the last time you heard my beautiful voice, I've been almost off the grid. The friggin' Mossad probably couldn't find me, you know what I mean, eh? It's that Vil de Chaya in your ear, hotter than the flesh of David Koresh. Ich bin your boy chick, young Manny. And I'm coming to you full of naches. The coldest carp in the bathtub. The most muzzled dick and mensch in the shtetl. Hitting you right in the kishkas with the force of a frickin' Maccabee. Let's leave all the chazarai in 2017, guys. Today, we're featuring April 93's Sassy Magazine with cover girl Jenny, R- Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth from 90210. Kelly Pre- No, not Preston. Fuck. Kelly Kapowski. No. Oh, that's a fake news. news. Oh, that's, oh, that's totally Kelly Taylor. News. Kelly, Kelly Taylor. Taylor. Damn. <laughs> Maybe you guys shouldn't take the 90210 quiz. And to my right, we have the male who's going to enlighten you with stuff that you didn't even know you didn't know. <laughs> Mr. Mansplain. Hey, my name is uh, James, a.k.a. Marilyn Mansplain, and I'm profoundly less Jewish than Roey, so things are going to get a little... They, they, they only go less Jewish from here. You're going to get goyish. The goy with the boy? Oh. Uh, yeah, I could do better. Yeah. The goy golden boy. Hold on. Huh? Ooh. How about just golden goy? Yeah. Uh, no, less applause on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy all this going. <laughs> and Oof. to my right. The Shiksa with the Mixa. <laughs> hey, y'all. Happy New Year's. Andrea here. And we are back with Sassy Magazine, one of my favorite magazines from the 90s. And I cannot wait to delve into this episode with you. To my right. It's Amy Michelle Smith back from the grave and uh, feeling okay. Really excited to get our sass on today. I'm going to take you guys through a. Uh, April 1993 was like a fucking great time to be alive, guys. I was four. It was great. I remember Aladdin came out. Kurt Cobain <laughs> was still alive? Oh, I, oh, still alive. Yes. No, I think Ma- so. He's still alive. He died, still in, died in April 94. April 94, right. I thought he died. In, okay. Nope. Still cool. in the early days of doing drugs where I was getting really, really high because I didn't really do a lot of drugs then, but weed was way worse so you guys do the math so like <laughs> did it cost you more then because you had to buy more weed uh it actually costed way more la- like back then i think it's because we were little ki- like just kids getting taken <laughs> advantage of it was basically like the same price it was like it's like less it's like less now basically. oh you came up with such a more wholesome version of little kids getting taken advantage of than <laughs> i was <laughs> True story. I once sold a kid oregano, and he came back for more. Oh, my God. See, that the placebo effect is real, guys. The, the first placebo. time I smoked weed, I actually smoked oregano. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> weed. And I was like, yo, this tastes exactly like pizza pizza. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on here? I mean, I, so I think the thing that was, like, the most, I think April 1993 was, like, a really seminal year for me, a seminal month and time of day and year <laughs> for music. <laughs> I am not stoned today. <laughs> it was a great time of day. <laughs> um, because though, uh, you know, the phenomenal Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You, was top of the charts for about six weeks on the Billboard charts. It was taken over 
by something I think we can all agree was really like a, a defining moment of music for everyone. And that is the one and only Canadian darling, pre-Drake, pre-Bieber, pre-all the other Canadian people that we admire, Mr. Snow with the one and only James. In farmer, <laughs> The the and the only thing that could stop Snow from being number one on the Billboard charts was a really important song in my life. Andrea, you're close to my age, so I feel like it might be important to you too. It's a really beautiful, romantic ballad. I can show you the world. I don't know how the rest Shine. of it goes. Shine. Wonder by wonder. Tell me, princess, when did you last let your heart decide? I think this is the James Holler karaoke Everyone says they need more James singing. Definitely missed your calling. James' parents, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in you for not enrolling James in the proper musical theater class. I was too young. cool. I couldn't have done it. Some other releases that came out in April 1993, David Bowie's Black Tie, White Noise. Can you guys name a song from that album? Nope. Nope. Unless Black Tie White Noise is one. Speaking of seminal and releases, that's about what I started having around April 1993. Oh! <laughs> seminal fluid um, releases. You're the, 10. The inc- <laughs> this was also the end of what I would say is probably the most uh, physically attractive marriage of all time, Hollywood and otherwise. Lisa Bonet filed for divorce from Lenny Kravitz in April of 1993. And not again would there be as an attractive a marriage until she would go on to marry Cal Drogo. Jason Momoa. She literally is the size of his thigh, and it is a beautiful thing to look at. Another exciting thing, the World Wide Web officially went public in April of 1993. So before it was something you could access in limited availability as software, and this was uh, the month where www dot something became a thing also the creation of the word you are or the acronym url which stands for something that i can't remember the road to porn was paved yeah. <laughs> actually what does url stand for anyone know it was uh it was unique something link, link. <laughs> great <laughs> um and we have like five nerds <laughs> who listen to our podcast <laughs> screaming at the screen right now there were some really actually kind of great movies that came out in April of 1993, and I'm really surprised because the one that was top of the box office for another six weeks was, uh, do you guys remember Indecent Proposal? I feel like you guys would because Demi Moore's boobs are prominent in it. She takes she takes off her shirt in that? Yeah, and she, that was yeah, like post-strip tease. She's so she has a the rich big man, babies. makes an indecent proposal. I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with your wife. And she says, I think she falls in love with him, kind of. Sort of, yeah. But really, plot. it turns out that really she's still in love with Woody Harrelson. And it's a beautiful thing. See, I've basic instinct, indecent proposal. Oh, basic instinct is so What's classic. the other one? That's indecent proposal is much more. It, there's no like murderer in it. No, it's, I know. I'm just, I, it, it's just the mo- those three movies. I always confuse them. Uh, no. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
All very different, mm-hmm. but very similar. At I the think same Fatal time. Attraction and Basic Instinct were like the same movie. That's true, actually. Good point. Basic Instinct, I finally saw like two years ago, and that scene is like well worth the fucking. Wait, what's hype. Basic Instinct again? Like, Basic Instinct's one? the one with Sharon Stone oh. where she shows her with JJ. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. in the interrogation Ooh, room. Ooh, and you get to see Sweaty Newman. Yes. Watching her. <laughs> so Didn't get to sweaty. see Newman that sweaty until he got on <laughs> Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. One of the coolest things I would say in recent American history, I'm really into true crime and as true crime has become a thing again, uh, this topic has come up quite a bit lately. The Waco siege came to a fiery culmination in April 1993 um, after 57 days of a standoff between the FBI and the, what is it, the Church of the Latter-day Saints? No, no Seventh-day Adventist the Church. Davidians. Who left the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Right, 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 right. With uh, Roy's namesake, David Crash. <laughs> I heard a theory the other day. Everyone's wondering who shot first, and I heard a theory that you could see in a video that it looks like one of the SWAT guys, his sidearm accidentally no, went off while he's climbing, so? and then that's what set it off. That's a theory they have. Yeah, and they act get like on the deep web, people. That's the fake news police going by. <laughs> that's the that's the Illuminati coming because yeah. that's like, how they, they started know. the new world order. Yeah, and they accidentally pressed a button in Hawaii yesterday, being like, Oops. "Oh my god, what the fuck? Did anyone else see that?" So just to recap, what happened yesterday was that somehow. Uh, an iOS-wide alert went out to every resident of Hawaii that there were missiles on their way and to duck and cover. And it specifically said, this is not a drill. It turned out, it, one of the reasons it might have happened is because there was a secret drill growing going on that accidentally went public, but they still don't know. And like hundreds of thousands of people thought that they were about to die. Yeah, my cousin lives there. And like I was reading something earlier where they, they were like, oh, it was an employee shift changeover. We hit the wrong oh button. Oh my God. Someone is literally, it might just get murdered. There shouldn't like, be just they, one button for that. I know. <laughs> Like, I realize that it's got to go out pretty fast, but there should probably be, like, a two-button thing. We have to hold down one and then, like, reach far over and grab even the other when, one. Even, like, when I want to fucking delete an app off of my phone, it asks me. It's like, yo, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? You want to live like common people. You want to see whatever common people see. Want to sleep with common people. You want to sleep with common people like me. So, Sassy Magazine, for those of you that aren't aware, was founded in March 1988. Its final issue was 1996. R.I.P. R.I.P. And Jane Pratt went on to found Exo Jane, which uh, featured a, m- a bunch of amazing writers, including Kat Marnell, who I just recently read her... Uh, Psychotropic s- insanity yeah. of a memoir. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> Too many exclamation points. <laughs> She's a good writer. She's... Mm, questionable but her writing is pretty good um but yeah so it was founded by jane pratt and chloe savini was actually an intern they discovered her on the street uh, seven yay seven yay who's savini savini no i like that (laughs) i'm totally calling her that from now there's tom there's tom savini the famous makeup uh i don't know how to pronounce your fucking weird french names okay Oh, can we please find out that this isn't French? <laughs> Let's it shit could, on Andrea. It more. could also be like maybe a Swedish. <laughs> Sounds name. much more refined as seven years. Seven like, years. Yeah, she was an intern, but they used to always make her take photos because she was just so painfully attractive and cool. And just a really good, like, uh, it was just her style, your street style, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sassy also had a teen boys magazine called Dirt Son of Sassy. It only had seven issues, and it's very, very rare. So if any 
listeners out there have a copy of this magazine and would like to scan it to us, we would love to have a girly mags reverse dirt coverage and get into the mail. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do an issue of Maxim soon, aren't we? Just be like, ooh, who's got the biggest tits? Speaking of tits, if you get us that magazine in a printout, I will send you a picture of my hairy nipple. It's (laughs) worth it, guys. Spike Jones actually edited dirt. Oh really? Oh, that's that pretty sense. good. It sounds like yeah. uh like Big Brother. It, I wonder what it was like. Yeah, that's cool. Let's all take a second and imagine what dirt. Must that's have what's been happening like. around the table right now. Is everyone sitting, looking pensively and staring, not at each other? It's really a beautiful thing. I'm thinking about dirt by Alice in Chains more. I'm actually just thinking about how I like pray daily to the Church of Jane Pratt and her incredible impact on teen magazines that we know today. This is a huge departure for us because usually it's a lot easier doing a magazine because you just make fun of the shitty advice and the shitty writing. And now it's just like, what do we do? It's like, uh, like a lot of these articles are like, yep, I agree. All right, really well done. Wait, I actually have a question. Like, uh, it's it's too bad that there's not like more, uh, I guess, like females here, but you guys will do just fine. There's two. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, two on two today, just no, so like, you, know. you know. But two, apparently two women does not equal two, make a survey? I don't two know. men. Wow. What's, survey? What's the survey? Anyway, so I'm just wondering, like, a, do you know how to use Photoshop? And if A is say, if you say yes to A, B, have you ever used it in a nude to someone? Um, I do know how to use Photoshop, but I don't have it on my phone, so it's expensive. No, but you use. You it, mean like you filters? Just can, does a filter count? Uh, no, like a filter is Photoshop. Yeah, if you send someone a nude though. It's not sorry. It's not necessary. No, uh, I am really like good at right posing phone, myself. Though, right? Like so, I really like to send nudes. This photo clearly indicates your involvement in some ill-conceived mail-order pornography ring. Send the keyword was tasteful. The timeless art of seduction. Maybe not so much nudes, but I'm pretty sure when I was like young, I cut out a picture of my head and then put it on like someone's, ins- like uh, not Instagram, like somebody's picture with like a really hot body that I got from the internet. And then I scanned it on like a scanner and it took like a super long time. Are you this making in the nude 90s. zines at the library? <laughs> and it looked so fake. I'm I would love so to see it now because I'm pretty that. sure that my head was like this big and the body was like disproportionate to the size of my head like i cut it out from like a like a photo booth it was like a steve madden ad (laughs) i did the same thing where i scanned a picture of my old head onto a picture of my old body (laughs) i just send people old pictures of myself and then when they meet me in person they are disappointed well here's a question andrea and i know like this won't necessarily come from experience because you have are in a long-term committed relationship um but do you think so i really like to send nudes that being said, I don't really love to receive them. Like, I don't find a dick that, like, enticing. Hot Take Central does not like uns- dick pics. <laughs> that, like, I literally had a guy put, and I know you know who you are who's listening to this. Um, I literally had a guy send me a dick pic where he put it on a counter. <laughs> Took Next a picture to the peanut of butter it, jar? Literally took a picture of it at scale so that I would see like the size. Oh, you had like a a bad. That's what you need. You need a lighter <laughs> beside it. So you can see like what it, to scale. Also, do you send it hard? Do you send it semi-hard? Do you send it flaccid? Fully like, what do you hard. do? I mean, what do you? Also, how did we go from talking about sassy magazine? Also, with your dick, with your dick sexy pics, magazine. I don't think guys put enough effort the way women do, like with like lighting. Like, put it on a velvet pillow. Yeah. Get some like nice <laughs> overhead lighting. Get some white balance first. Don't just send me like a raw dick pic of your dirty hand and your 
like hairy stomach. And your and your ingrown hairs and shit on the inside of your thighs. And also put your dick pic in like exciting scenarios. Put a dick pic climbing Mount Everest. Put a dick pic in the jungle. One of the best things about sassy is. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Jane Pratt. We love you. <laughs> uh, one of the best things about their reader advice that you'll notice in contrast to magazines such as YM or Cosmo or any of those is when a reader writes in it with a problem such as, I have skinny legs and ankles and I want to know if there's anything I can do to make them more shapely, a, uh, chicken legs, their advice is, you get born and you have a body type. The Rosie Perez body will not become the Daryl Hannah, will not become the Nena Cherry, will not become the Winona writer. Preach! All right, seriously, these people did not know yeah, who Nana really Cherry upset. was. Who is it? I still don't know Nana who this Cherry person is. Nana Cherry not only is like an amazing recording artist from the 90s, like Buffalo Stance. Um, listen to the song Buffalo Stance. It's an, a great song. I'm writing Actually, it down. Actually, she's yeah. the daughter of Don Cherry, not the hockey Don Cherry. <laughs> okay? Which is such Don a Don Cherry, the trumpet player for Ornette Coleman's band, and was like a really, I mean, a pretty prolific jazz I really thought Rowie was making this up, but he's right. And <laughs> I, I, guess, I don't know if you guys remember. There, she's he, also beautiful. She had a Holy brother shit. called Eagle Eye Cherry that had a song. Oh, Shout out to the Cherry family, the beautiful. I also like that in 1989, the year of my birth, she had a single called Manchild because relevant. Was was <laughs> their father oh, really in the band The Cherry Poppin' Daddies? Ugh. Oh, I don't like that at all. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. But, to, but I think what Andrew is trying to say is that, like, you Worst know, band. we talk Man. a lot about YM Magazine, Seventeen Magazine, which are magazines we also love, but we get a chance to really make fun of their terrible advice, whereas Sassy was really straight to the fucking point. They already beat us to it. Yeah, so, like, you know, they they don't fuck with this idea that you have to be anything other than what you are. And no one really did that at the time. No one did it. They were groundbreaking. Next question. Part two. Looking for a diss. Yeah, what's There's up? There's this kid who always teases me on the bus and it bothers me a lot! Exclamation point. <laughs> I've used all the burns I could think of on him, so I was wondering if anyone heard any good disses lately. Okay, th- this is one time where Sassy's advice sucks. <laughs> Their advice is like, one is, what a dork! That would not work. And... Hey, we just passed your mother on the freeway and she was carrying a sign that said, we'll work for food. All right, that making, is fucking terrible. That's making fun that of poor people. Awful. That's whack. <laughs> and then there was, the last one was, go get a fart stuck. Go suck a fart. It go is like a, a good fart, insult. Yeah. Have you go guys suck ever, a fart. Have you guys ever got a stuck. fart stuck though? It's so Do they painful. mean like, do they, they mean like, like stick something up your ass? Maybe? No, I think like when you're going to go fart and get stuck up there and, and then it's like really painful. So they're just like wishing bloating on it's like a fart purgatory. You, the <laughs> fart just goes nowhere. It was the 90s, so she did have a good thing at the start where it was like uh, going with the realm of mama jokes. Yes, your mama jokes are the best. You know, I get real tired of looking at your face. You know that? I guess your mother must have threw you out of the house at an early age. Oh, yeah, he's talking about your mama. You talking about my mother? No, no, no. See, nobody talks about my mother. You don't ever talk about my motherfucking mama. All right. I had a really, a really lame one. Uh, your mama's so dumb. She saw a carton of orange juice in the fridge and she concentrated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, my mama's so dumb. She thought a quarterback was a refund. Uh, your mama's so fat. She sunk the Titanic and then everyone floated to safety on her belly. <laughs> this isn't even a. Bu- this is a suggestion on Reddit. Yo mama's so slutty. It's a joke. Five <laughs> bucks for five nuts in yo mama's throat. That's not clever. That's just terrible. That's actually like, like a good rap. Ooh, I actually love this one. <laughs> oh, God. So all my Harry Potter heads, 
Your mama's so fat, her Patronus is a cake. Ew! <laughs> that was a good one. Your mama. My mama? Yeah, your whole family. Your mama's so fat, she on both sides of the family. That's okay, your mama's so dumb, she thought a quarterback was a refund. Oh, ain't that? Look, your mama's so dumb, they told her it was chilly outside, she wouldn't got a bowl. <laughs> Hear that uh, beautiful, relaxing sounds of the tropics? That is a beautiful, gorgeous painting, lights up, of a waterfall that we have for trade on Buns Trading Zone on Facebook and the Buns app. So uh, we want you to click on this. I want beer. I want wine. But most of all, I want your teen magazines from the 90s and 2000s. So if you want this gorgeous tropical waterfall painting that makes a weird uh, motor sound when that noise isn't on, I think it has rollers inside that you can fix. Whatever, I'm not opening it up. I'm lazy. Pick it up and buy it on Buns app or the Buns Trading Zone. Buns.com. Buns stuff. Get it on Buns. Just want to be clear that when James says we... He means I. Yeah, it's, a, it's under my James Holler account. So look it up on James Holler. Find it. Trade me shit for it. Give us some magazines. Buns, it's great. Trade other stuff. Trade shit. Buns, 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 buns. I'm just going to put it out there that we should have done TLC. (laughs) Right? That right there is why I can never get into emo. (laughs) (laughs) So, we got lots to talk about, girly mags. We want to know, have you ever two-timed someone? When I heard that question, I was like, does two-timing mean cheating? Or does two-timing mean hooking up with, like, dating two girls at the same time? 201. Because if it's the former, yes. If it's the latter, yes. Yeah. We have a little, we have a spokesperson here uh, by the name of Tiny Matt, who uh, <laughs> is featured in this issue of Sassy. And ladies and gentlemen, it's very unrealistic that if you search the world for love, you will ever find someone as genuine as Tiny Matt, who is 12 years old, but looks like a 10-year-old Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> he really says, you know, he's, he's like, my girlfriend and I broke up a week ago. It was mutual. And he definitely thinks it's wrong to go out with two girls at once. There's only one exception. If you aren't sure if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, then it's okay. But to paraphrase, he's like, if you got the ex- exclusivity, then, you know, you got to live up to that. And I really like I, like, I like how he's a little bit open to it, but he's solid on his word. My classic tough uh, to find tiny Matt. move now that I used to do, uh, this is coming from regular size Matt, uh, it was uh, when I first got out of a long-term relationship a lot and I started dating again, I would immediately tell everyone, like, oh, I can't possibly, I just want to let you know, it's going to have a long-term relationship, cannot possibly be exclusive. So I would, like, <sighs> date, and I know, it was the worst. I justified it. And then they would act 
like really affectionate and then like send such mixed signals. Yeah, like, I fucking date all of you. I was and I like, hate I was, you. I was, I was, I was like, oh, but don't fall in love with me. Ugh. I'm bad news. This is like honestly the biggest reason why I'm so sick of dating right now I'm, is these guys who are like, I'm damaged. Goods. I don't want to date, but also I want you to be available to me all the time. I want to have sex with you whenever I want, and also will not give you anything that you need. I would give do all those things, but then after we had sex, I'd be just like. Oh man, you need to run away right now. I'm such a bad boy. He was trying to pull a total Dylan McKay. May the bridges I burn light the way. I'm so conflicted. I can't love anyone. Did he do that on you, bitch? It's almost like weird. Oh shit, James did that to Andrea. Oh hell no. I think it's almost a little weird how like fixated we are as a culture on monogamy like like to only date someone right away like yeah i feel no. like you, you should date a bunch of people until you really feel like okay like this one person is legit i'm gonna stick with yeah them. i completely like, agree with but that the point i was yeah. making was you can say and put all these things out there being like oh, oh i'm totally morally right because i told her right now i'm not into exclusivity and i'm coming through a big thing but then you send all these signals mm-hmm, to them mm-hmm, by cuddling mm-hmm. them and spending every day with them mm-hmm. that just because you say like oh by the way uh but I'm not like exclusive. And then you act all these nice ways. That is a shitty thing to do. I mean, when James it's says it like this, thing. he doesn't seem like a creep. But generally. I'm a weirdo. No, but you're all agreeing to that arrangement anyway. Like you're accepting the person to come in and cuddle you and blah, 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 blah. And then when they leave, you're, you're just like. No, but to James thing. point, it's about the mixed signals. It's like, OK, if, if you I can take you at your face and say like, OK, so that's where we're at. And I can make my own decisions for me. But then if your behaviors start changing and you start treating me like your fucking girlfriend. Yeah. And then you get freaked out if I'm like, hey, is this going somewhere exactly. different than I thought yeah. it was? Like, fuck you. Or if you yeah. start acting like a girlfriend, it's like, whoa, babe, let's pull it back. And yeah, then next like, minute you're what like, what are you talking about? You're the one who set this as the boundary. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. you. I'm if, fully aware of what I'm doing. If you're going to be like, hey, I am, I'm not open to a full-term relationship, you have to have some self-discipline and yes. behave as such. I agree. And that is why James is just a weirdo and not a creep, unlike... Oh, no, I was a creep. I'm, I'm fully okay with Well, that. James has been a creep in his days, well, actually, but we all creep have. is one such thing, a harsh... Though, it's like one thing that I want to say is that if you're in that agreement anyway, if you want to just fuck someone and not have any ties to it, you're like going into it with a mentality of, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. When you build your fucking house of relationship upon, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too, that's what's going to exist there. It's going to fucking be mixed signals because that's the root of the whole relationship. It's like you're complaining about it after the fact you've already made this choice. I agree. However, I will say that that just like that just counts a lot of things that have evolved from tricky situations like that. Exactly, Mondo. I think you just pointing at Alex. It just Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Pointing at this other person in the room. I think if you're the one coming into a relationship with a lot of conditions. You have to stick to those conditions and not lead someone on who's clearly really into you. You know who something. leads people on? Oh, yeah. Creep. If you don't do it, then you're a creep. <laughs> you must be a creep. Well, how do we find out who's a creep? Well, a creep? lucky for us, Jane Pratt and her editorial staff decided to put together uh, the anatomy of a creep. And I just really quickly. They're weirdos. They don't know what the hell they're doing here. <laughs> they don't belong here. Well, that's James's checklist. But that uh, that's not quite where we're going. I just really quickly want to pick up on a few things that we, uh, that we found in this lovely little um, guide. Um, so they speak to um, 
an anonymous, quote, top-notch creep who employs sleazeball tactics with stupendous results. Sounds like a fucking pickup artist, dude. It was Tom Which York. is gross. Um, this anom- anonymous chick picker-upper who is attractive... But not paralyzingly so. Warns that when conversing with a potential lovely, he, quote, always tries to agree with everything she says. He uses anti-pickup lines. Lines like, how much do you think I weigh? <laughs> what is and he, a fucking fair? Wait for the second one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And I the like second that. one, what do you think about wigs? <laughs> That's great line. That is great. I love that guy. So lucky for us because so though Andrea and James are perhaps, you know, settled down for life and I don't know what Rowie's current dating scenario is. I am a strong, independent, single woman desperate for love. The more exclusive you are, the less like potential there is for you to have your nudes out there. So That's you know, true. You and you know, I really like to have a gallery. Um, so, so they've given us slash me because I feel very personally, um, personally affected by this. Uh, especially amongst this current audience. They've given us some tips on how to spot a creep. I hope not informed by pickup artist man, because that just sounds like that dude that got in trouble for being a literal pickup artist and trying to train other insecure nerd men how to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, insecure nerd man. Uh, that is a dick. <laughs> insecure nerd yeah. man. <laughs> so first off, where did you meet? There's nothing wrong with clubs, but beware. One of the sole reasons guys frequent nightlife zones is to meet and mate with girls. Really quickly just want to say, that's why chicks goes to go to bars too thank you very much i go to hear fresh beats (laughs) second thing to think about who does he hang out with like do you guys so we live in toronto for those who don't know and uh, a lot of people say that toronto is like a very small town trapped in a giant city because everyone knows everyone true do you guys prefer when the person you're dating knows all the same people as you or is a fresh no No, i'm different no i need a million mutual friends to like confirm that they're in the life although sometimes i judge them for having my shittiest mutual friends (laughs) sometimes i'll look and be like oh my god they're friends with all the shittiest people i have friends with. i'm gonna ask roey because i think i don't know for sure but you guys have been together for a while so I imagine you never really use Tinder or Bumble. You mean me and Rowie? Rowie, have you been have you been on Tinder or Bumble? Yeah. Did I've you been on both. did you care if you had Facebook matches or not? Uh not I mean it didn't really come up to be honest anybody but it was weird like anybody that I already matched up with I had already like s- like slept with which is weird. <laughs> but nobody <laughs> was just nobody was just like this is part of the Nobody was just like a new person, like right off the bat. Really? That also had mutual friends. Rowie is, is reinforcing that Toronto is a small town trapped yeah. in a big yeah. Toronto <laughs> is a really small town trapped in a big giant city, and it fucking sucks for dating. I think it's way different if you're uh, just a regular. Like, I mean, we are come from a world that's a small town in like a group of people that we have similar but i mean i think there are worlds you could exit toronto if i dated some girl yeah if i date someone in finance who yeah exactly <laughs> if i dated a girl someone that lives like, in the east but end but how do i find them that's the weird Uggs thing in her thing we're not gonna have any friends in common there'll be six billion of them that's true there find, are a lot of basic bitches i find like there. these days there, there's actually a lot of people that that don't they 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 work at home and they're just like very yeah. based in their home and they don't really go out a lot because they're working a lot or whatever or have you're you. just a weird so person like me who doesn't like people yeah they could be yeah. and to be honest i really like people who are weird people that don't like people <laughs> i find it get along with. i feel people like people who more. need people are the luckiest people <laughs> in the world <laughs> but anyways uh, okay, if so i was single in this current climate yes. i would put my number on a 
like bathroom stall no a billboard <laughs> with those rip off things at the bottom and be like want to go on a date oh i thought you were just waiting for tommy two-tone to be now, like eight six seven five three oh nine i don't mean this in a desperate way nor should it be seen as desperate because it's not but i was actually thinking of like putting out feelers to my friends being like if you guys have a friend that you think i would get along with introduce yeah, us that's how people used to date before, yeah like know? i've had some really good luck with actually just meeting like mutual friends of people and being like oh i like you as a person let's have sex anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um the another good thing to look out for does he already have a girlfriend anonymous bartender that sleeps with everyone in toronto cool <laughs> that's helpful that's a helpful thing does he has a, i never thought of doing that and screening guys for who have girlfriends although they are, do are, could they possibly be a creep if they already have a girlfriend like don't worry we're I've open known, relationship well, to be How fair, they they do um they do say that when you hear him say you're every you're everything his soon to be ex gal, so he's implying that he is about to break up with her. Don't fall for it, ladies. Anonymous bartender. Oh, I it's really it was, on the rocks. <laughs> I assumed it was people in open relationships. No, that was a little, this is a little too ahead of and the time I'd be like, for the All open right, relationship. Give me thing. a permission slip from your girlfriend yes, or your boyfriend. Being like, I sign off on this, and I, here's my permission slip to date you. I do have friends in the polyamory. Like, polyamory is really big. I don't know if that's an international thing, but it is very, like, prevalent in Toronto. It's a really lovely community of people that have really, like, come together. Um, and one thing I have noticed is that my friends who are poly do interact with the other like partner uh, because they might be take bringing them to their home uh, that they share with another person Sup, or bro? Like, you're essentially sharing <laughs> someone so yeah like openness and polyamory is cool too so that's so a whole other thing. that's a whole community thing. like wait a minute can you introduce me is Where's that when you have a girlfriend card? but you like fuck anyone you want yeah, to yeah. so generally so oh polyamory <laughs> so the difference is like polyamory I think we've talked about I think Dean has talked about yeah. this on the show before but just really quickly the difference between like an open relationship is you have your primary partner and you fuck other people with polyamory the idea is that you can be in love with more than one person at a time so you can have like full bountiful relationships with more than one person at a time <laughs> you generally have a primary it's the same the but you own you a but you satin get, robe the fuck do you get anything done that's the thing it's like so one. so i i do tend to date multiple people at the same time and uh, i have been asked by girlfriends like how the fuck do you do this it is a lot of time and a lot of like energy i used to do that but it involved a lot of don't ask don't tell situations <laughs> the first time i met andrea I, I was talking about how what i was gonna do there was a party coming up and the girl i was dating and the other girl i was dating were gonna both be at this party and how i was gonna possibly juggle it and uh he went to the party well. with one of them and the other one was there oh shit that'll do it and that kind of ended the other one with this is, i saw this show actually where it's like the really 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 creepy guy will like just go and start dating like okay you date like dating like five or six girls and then you do something to deliberately clear like a bunch of the girls off so okay, that you Roy, can start you going out with new girls because it's like you don't have you to tell everybody that like you watch The Bachelor I'm asking, <laughs> for I'm asking for a friend ladies it's the final rose tonight when you're ready can can I, t- can yeah, I please, it, does he it, clear them off by not offering them a rose? Yeah. <laughs> so to recap, uh, so first oh, off, where like did you meet? The Bachelor, I don't know. I yes, it is. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You I watch The Bachelor. I Stop don't pretending watch you don't. To recap, how you find out if you're about to date a creep? First off, where did you meet? Who does he hang out with? 
Does he already have a girlfriend? Um, some other things to look out for. Uh, who are the other women in his life? Huge does he, question. Does he, have, does he have a, a nice relationship with his mom? Does he have a lot of girlfriends who like actually like him? And would, I think, a good gauge for whether a guy... Platonic? Uh, yeah, is whether the, his platonic girlfriends would ever recommend dating them to their friends. How many Swedish massage, uh, like, masseuses does he know by name, you know, by first name? And this is one that I hate because I think it should be implied in any sort of interaction with someone, but also it takes time to evolve into this. Does the guy honestly care when you're upset or does he assuage you with gifts? So, bitch, I don't need gifts. Thank God I didn't say that word. I just <laughs> need assuage. 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 <laughs> Julian assuage. WikiLeaks. Um, yeah, so I don't need your gifts. I just need your R-E-S-B-E-C-T to your find gifts. out what you need from me. I just need your sympathetic gifts. Yo, all right, welcome back to Girly Mags. And now we're doing a little segment where we go back to the Columbia House, Columbia Trap House, and they used to offer, all right, for you, for you young kids, this is before you had like Spotify, before you Napster. You had to buy CDs, but CDs were like $20 for one. So they used to offer these things where you could go. I don't know how they made their money. They'd be like eight CDs for a cent. And you had to buy like one CD at full value. And uh, I got it when I was a little kid. And uh, my brother got uh, Weezer Blue Album, Nirvana Unplugged. Oh. And I got two CDs of Green Jelly <laughs> and Slash's Snake Pit. So we're going to ask everyone in the Girly Mags crew, of these listings, if you were picking your top four, what CDs would you choose from this giant list of Columbia House CDs? Can we just mention that uh, Michael Bolton has like 20 different albums on this list? <laughs> these guys don't make money unless Michael Bolton's on here. Seriously. I'm going to go with my number one, my first choice, Jodeci. Hey. Gotta go a little slow, gotta go a little sexy. Ooh, you really me up. I have to I have to just say one thing here that you didn't only have to buy one CD, you had to buy eight more CDs over the course of three years. Oh shit. So what like a bunch of people that I knew did, and this one guy in particular, he like he scammed them. He had like two different accounts. They were so easy to scam, it was ridiculous. He had two different accounts mailed to his house. I lived with them at the time, so I can <laughs> confirm this. Hit one of the accounts was S Cammer, C A M M E. And the other one was like after he got the S Cammer, he was like, Yo, this is too easy. I'm gonna try to make it like a little bit, you know, balanced. So he named himself Jeopardy first name Godzilla <laughs> Jeopardy Godzilla and he still fucking got the CDs unbelievable by the way my Jodeci album was called Forever My Lady I don't know if that has good Jodeci songs on it but you didn't know back then because there was no internet so you just had to take a shot what else is on your list Rowie what'd you choose what's your first choice well I mean the greatest album of all time is on here which is Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses you think you're so cool why you just Ooh, I had that underlined, but I thought I, by 93, I would already have it. So I chose uh, Use Your Illusions 1. So I decided to be true to the year that this uh, this was uh, published. So um, my first choice is the Beauty and the Beast original soundtrack. Because, <laughs> guys, be my motherfucking guest. <laughs> 
I picked Mariah Carey Emotions because I definitely would have listened to that. That was guy. a, That's a good one. Smash. I also had Nirvana Nevermind because I read my sister Sassy magazines and listened to her album. So that would have definitely been on there. Mm-hmm. And Beastie Boys, Check Your Head. And Mary J. Blige, what's the 411? That was going to be on mine, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I do see this one uh, title, Eric Clapton Unplugged. Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? And I have to say that uh, that was one of the two titles that I stole from this girl's house. This girl, Jody Fenwick, had a party uh in, in like i think it was like grade nine or ten and i'm telling you this woman this girl had the craziest house it was huge like she had tennis courts on her Jeez. house insane so we were just like whoa you know i don't know she's rich she must not care if we take all this <laughs> and, and so. back in the day know, when man. you threw a party you had a cd player and there's like a million cds you james is looking directly CDs. at me as he I tells this <laughs> He knows Wait, Amy doesn't know anything. By the way, you stole of all her CDs she owned. One, it's weird to have Eric Clapton, Eric Clapton unplugged. unplugged. Oh my god, I'm having this dope party. Let me have Eric Clapton unplugged right next to the door. No, because straight up, she is in heaven. It wasn't like okay. In my defense, in my defense. Uh, Eric Clapton Unplugged and Dead Set by the Grateful Dead, which is like, I'm definitely not ashamed of that. But the Eric Clapton, uh, in, in my defense, it wasn't like I went to like a CD store. She had the shittiest CDs, and that was like the, one of the only ones that I didn't have. So as I mentioned in the past, I was born a gay man who sadly turned into a heterosexual woman. Um, and so the other things that would have been relevant to my life at the time, Barbara Streisand, Best Of great album my mom has it and it's beautiful um celine dion self-titled 100 give me that chest thump for the rest of my life and i'll be a happy woman um and this is actually the type of stuff that i had sitting around my house when i was this age uh all the like motown compilation albums uh my parents loved that shit in the car so that definitely would have been my favorite thing uh cast members in the big chill What were your other albums, Rowie? Yeah. You didn't finish. Oh, what else did I pick? Well, I got Motley Crue, Decade of Decadence over here. I got uh, Metallica and Justice for All. Beastie Boys, Check Your Head was my ultimate yeah. classic. Shout out to Jay Rutenberg and his YJ. We just fucking skipped school all day, like piled into the car and just drove around listening to that like one album. Your life was a smashing pumpkins video. And boxing it. In Amy's Celebrity Corner, I'm just going to put out there that I had Thanksgiving dinner at Mike Diamond's house. No big deal. I thought you were going to say Jason Rutenberg's house. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know him? Like six degrees of separation, Jewish geography. Yeah, I had a really beautiful Thanksgiving dinner at... Mike Diamond's house and his lovely wife who directed which Adam Sandler movie? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Daddy. I didn't oh, know I that. made that up. Was I that made the one? That up too. I think it is Big Daddy. <laughs> I'll uh, double check. My other two were Ugly Kid Joe because they make shitty choices. And this was 93. I would have heard like, I hate everything about you. And I'd be like, I wonder what their other songs are like. And my last choice, obviously, eternally, was Morrissey, Your Arsenal. <laughs> Wait a second. I have a question for you, Amy. When you were at Michael Diamond's house for dinner, was Check Your Head out yet? Yes, it definitely Okay. Was. Okay. So you missed the best fucking thing to say. You missed the best reference. You should have said to him, 
Mmm, the wine does go well with the chicken. What's the secret here? Naturally, I'll say it's the wine. Mmm, it does go well with the chicken. There are troubles ahead, and there are things behind. Some good fashion in this video. I hear a voice in my mind. a crowded house song. Like it's such a copy. But this is How Do I Talk to an Angel? Which we're not going to hear because we're going to turn it down right now, I guess, and not get to the chorus. If you really want a 90s throwback, watch this fucking video. It's this guy listened to like, he was just like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do for this recording session. And then like, Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House came on in his car. And he's like, yeah, okay. Well, uh, famously, that song came from the show The Heights. And it was a show about like a, a fictional band that he was a part of, and then in the band, that was their song. And it was like, how do I talk to an angel? I'm re-watching 90210 again, and we are now in the episode of season five, episode four, five, post-Valerie Malone kissing Dylan in the closet and oh. lying about their relationship. So this is where things start to get very steamy. And oh, I love Kelly, that. Kelly, a.k.a. Jenny Garth, our cover girl, gets very... Woman hatery, guys. I'm there was Valerie. so much woman hating on that show. Guys, so especially much. from Kelly. She- what a bitch. <laughs> Margie, who did the interview here, said three reasons I expected to hate Jenny Garth, nine hundred two, and owes Kelly Taylor for those of you've been living in a biosphere. She has miniature poodles. I have a serious blonde problem. Talk about woman hating, right? And I thought she'd answer my questions about her difficult co-star Shannon Doherty with perky insincerity. That was a waste all I have to say is like a lot of people really do hate Jenny Garth. And yeah. this is a totally unconscious sort of like art project move that I just did. I had like a little piece of a blunt left over and I put it under Jenny Garth's nose. And it looks exactly <laughs> like a Hitler mustache. Like I didn't even do it on purpose. It's I can see it. It's there. So I was always really obsessed that that was like one of the first sets that they really talked about in public about there being so many issues. And I really loved the fact that uh, Shannon Doherty and uh, Jenny Garth hated each other so much. And Jenny was like the mean girl on set. She would pants Shannon Doherty. She cut her hair on set once like with not. Yeah. And like also all the makeup and hair people would be like continuity. What are you doing? (laughs) I think it's really interesting because we our last episode was Shannon Doherty. And now this episode is Jenny Garth. So maybe this is, you know, it's definitely not going to show up like when I type in return. But what's going in my porn search engine (laughs) when I get home is Jenny Garth pantsing Shannon Doherty. (laughs) Did we talk about how Jenny Garth said that uh, Shannon Doherty didn't get invited to Gabrielle Cartieres? What is it? Cartieres. Cartieres. Even when you tell him what it is, he still pronounces it. They were all like, they were all, all the cast members at his wedding. Was Shannon Doherty there? Nope. Wasn't invited. Heh. That's what Jenny Garth said. Like Shannon Doherty is just misunderstood. She gets kicked off every set for being a bitch, so clearly she's just misunderstood. I was trying to do anything to stop from thinking that I was going crazy. Stupid things. Washing my hair a hundred times. Yeah, but like- also, to be fair, like look at those little bitches. You got Tori Spelling, and you got Jenny Garth, and they're best friends, and Tori's dad runs the fucking show yeah. as well as Hollywood. Exactly, so if and you're smart, you don't girls. fuck with Tori Spelling. Yeah, and you, it's you like known on, that they were like... Shannon. Bully well, mean girl. Wasn't Shannon like an original, like just fully activated, like just 
like dynamic and like Jenny Garth uh, seemed to just go along with the flow, just be kind of like a nice. This is a great mm-hmm. ride I'm going on. Where Shannon Doherty was like, "Fuck this shit." I'm yeah, this is stupid. Exactly, she wasn't totally down to be part and of the machine. She did way more than anybody else did after that it's show. She did true. Charmed. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she mall rats, mall rats, mall she, rats. She went on a date with Nikki Six, in which he said he couldn't stop staring at her butt and thinking about <laughs> having sex with it. She's become that's re- why Garth Panster. I'm telling you, <laughs> she has become a really inspiring advocate to cancer survivors because she's going through some cancer herself right now. Some cancer sounds really belittling, but I mean that in a very well, genuine Jenny way. Well, Garth has been a really profound advocate for squirrel human hybrid people. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mean. Dude, I could have sworn it no, was a I chipmunk. Like that. That was That's really like weird. Cool. I was I totally was going. I totally it's was true. going chipmunk her on that. Her 90s face, like her squirrel. super plush cheeks, were like not in a bad way. Like she just had like this very chipmunky face, and it was beautiful. She also, I mean, it's not her fault, but she started a revolution of unattainable whiteness. When Maggie was interviewing her, she said, "I gazed upon the most vanilla creature I'd ever seen. Not bland vanilla, <laughs> color vanilla, blonde blonde hair, and super pale creamy skin. The girl was so white she was trans." Lucent. Her oh childhood God. nickname was Casper. She is very white, like from a pigment perspective. She's profoundly white. Like, it's not her <laughs> fault that she looks like a Nazi propaganda video <laughs> come to life. It's kind of the same with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is the most Ooh, Aryan yeah. looking person ever, and so the alt right has taken her on as their and mascot. And it's snowing outside. Hey, it's perfect timing. <laughs> and now I never want to leave. Jenny Garth outside my How window. How very Yakubian. So uh, Kelly was not my favorite. Who was your favorite? Valerie. 100%. That was a good one. According she was to, from Buffalo. According to our outdated uh, podcast bio, apparently Steve Standers rules. Uh. Anyway, we are not supporting that. That was uh, someone else's choice. <laughs> right the bio. We oh, wait, asked for I to change. Steve Standers Emily does Valentine? Not rule. Yeah. I loved Emily Valentine because she was one of the first characters that I saw in a mainstream context that had like mental health issues. True. And she also introduced Jason Priestley to a drug meant to... Uh, meant to Euphoria. Yeah, meant to be ecstasy called Euphoria. And she, she also badass. burned down a float when she was really mad which i could see myself doing emily what are you doing run away he's covered in gasoline guys w- in a weird way brandon's my favorite because i love how overly serious he is uh, he gets in these situations where like he's a part of like a school newspaper and all of a sudden it's like he's in the new york times yeah <laughs> uncovering pedophile priests and spotlight oh yeah <laughs> or like he becomes a like, diplomat the, the, yeah brandon's like by far the most legit i think that my favorite are the walsh parents actually <laughs> God, shut I up, James. Really, is really he still alive? love. Yeah, they're both alive. Really, I really love the parents. You a lot. just did a ton. Uh, you just drank a shit ton. Did a ton of drugs. You wake up the next morning. You're like, I hate myself. I want to get my life back on track. Who would you rather have in your corner, Jim and Cindy, or oh, Uncle Phil? And uh, Vivian. That Uncle Phil and Vivian without <laughs> without fail. Uncle Phil and Vivian, yeah. so <laughs> Uncle much. Phil. No way. Fancy. Uncle Phil would lose his shit if someone blew ecstasy up their ass <laughs> <laughs> in that house. Exactly. I don't want Uncle Phil kicking my ass. James Eckhart would just be like, James, that was probably a bad decision. <laughs> Let's go eat some ice cream. We really want to support you. Dude. Every single problem on 90210 was like, "Let's go in the kitchen and eat a bowl of ice cream." But like every teen, <laughs> so like Degrassi was like that Vanilla too, right? Fudge. Degrassi, Degrassi, <laughs> yeah, especially Degrassi Next Gen. Every episode was like, someone dies, someone gets AIDS, someone also gets syphilis, car someone accident, just, someone has like a terrible situation. Someone where jumps off a bridge on acid. All in someone one episode. So it's always back. one episode, and it always there's always one set of parents at least in these teen shows so that they can have that like bowl of ice cream let's reflect on it who would be the worst parents to have 
from a TV show that you'd like least covering you. You got like cocaine blown up your ass through a straw the next Jackie day. Jackie Taylor. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Oh, <laughs> Kelly's mom. Yeah. Kelly's mom's the fucking worst. Yeah. Wake oh, up, totally. Kelly. I'm going to call Jackie Taylor. I think she might want to know about this. But I do love her as a character. Me too. Oh, I love no, her as a character. No, I would go opposite. I'd go Donna's racist Southern parents. Oh, yeah. Her yeah. parents are terrible. <laughs> By the Send way, the because we know this is sassy and because in, in YM or 17, they would never do this, but because Jenny Garth said 920 was really popular in Israel, for some reason, the Margie decided to bomb Jenny Garth and be like, what do you think about Palestine? Because we all need to know what Kelly yeah. Taylor's opinion and is. And therefore, we're not even going to say what it is because it is useless to everyone. Know. <laughs> like, I, don't know what, I don't know. I don't have politics. This is a very Kelly moment, though, because I was like, you know, maybe sometimes people are different than their characters. Nope. She said, I don't, I don't really have a grip on things politically. Oh, my point of view is, you know what? I don't give a shit what Kelly from 90210 cares point. about Israel, Palestine. That is definitely also the point. Because she went there once. Like, why would you ask her that question? Who the fuck cares what Kelly thinks? I am not a bimbo, okay? So it is t- it is time for the 90210 quiz. Question one. Amy, what did your parents pass on to you? Oh, shit. Was it substance abuse? Was it, <laughs> was it a tendency to be unfaithful? Mental illness? Alcoholism? Yeah, I can just stop you at mental illness. <laughs> I can just stop you at all the above. Decades the of above. mental illness. Strong moral beliefs. <laughs> nope, good still looks mental illness. Or the importance of loyalty and responsibility. Definitely still mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in case of an emergency, your go-to person is your sister or brother, mm-hmm. your boss, mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. or your best friend. My mom. Like without fail, my parents. I am a child who's incapable of doing anything without them. (laughs) How old were you when you lost your virginity? 15 to 18, 23 plus, 14 and under, or 18 to 23. I thought they were about to age me out and shame me. (laughs) Oh, my God. By starting with 15. It was 14 and under because it was 14. Your dream house is a beach house, an apartment in the city, a family home with a white picket fence or a hotel room with room service 24-7? I think an apartment in the city because I'm a city girl. When you were in high school, which group did you identify with the most? The jocks, the outsiders, the prom queens and kings, the rich kids, or the nerds? So I went to this beautiful high school. It was an arts high school and everyone was popular and everyone loved everyone. So I would say that I was part of the popular cubs. So the nerds. I hate you. Prom kings and queens? Yeah, I guess that would be popular kids. Yeah, I guess yeah. prom kings and queens. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yo, Rory, do you okay. want to go back in time and beat up everyone from Definitely want to beat everyone up from your high school, by the way. Okay, did you ever break the law? Yes, yes or no? Very yes. much so, yes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in a love triangle? My life is one long love triangle with Andrea is and it, James. <laughs> so is it more than once? People just keep throwing themselves at you. Okay. <laughs> or is it what is a love triangle? Are you not sure what it is? Was you in it, but immediately did you end it? Or are you thinking like it's hard enough to find one person to date? Um, I would say yes, more than once. 
All right. So look at this. Uh -oh. oh, man. Is this it? All is this pictures. it or is this it a question? question. Me hungry. This oh, feels so question. much more in common with like a Scientology e-metering than like our usual quiz. <laughs> Which city would you rather live in? Paris, Washington, Ew. Las Vegas, Ew. or Ew. Los Angeles? Paris? Washington? That's like a terrible list of options. Who fantasizes about living in Washington? I don't. I've told you this. I never want to live in Los I Angeles. I want to live in LA. I hate I would LA. way I rather live, live in Washington than Paris. I love LA. Nope. For and sure. all of my friends abandoned me to listen go to live to, uh, their dreams in LA. Listen to Randy Newman over here. How much she loves LA. Beverly Hills, 90210, baby. I'd probably, I'd probably go for LA. LA's no sick. This actual, this question has a picture of the guys from Miami Vice. <laughs> so and weird. I mean, I get it. What is your vice? I get it. Ah, but still, clever. it's like, are we ever going to get back to 90210? Are we ever, ever going to who you are? <laughs> Circuitous route. So is it alcohol, Amy? Is it chocolate? Do I need Diet to pick one? pills? <laughs> is it gambling? Is it drugs? Wait, do I need, do I need to pick one? Yeah, is it's just one. Is, oh, your vice? it's oh, what is your vice? vice? It's shopping. Shopping. It is. Oh my God. I can see who I am. I can see who I am, and I love it. Oh my God, you're uh, so. I can't believe you got that. We kind of <laughs> fucked up, though. I think. We nah, don't you question. dare take this away from me. I just want it on the record. I want it on the record. No, no, no don't worry. We're, we're actually. Let's go through it again. We're gonna actually. We're gonna do the whole quiz. No, again? Oh my God. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna do the quiz again. We're gonna go through the proper algorithms. <laughs> we're gonna make sure that things are fucking true. Andrew, I don't trust you and your fingers right now. Don't get too Maybe happy. Again. Dun, 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 dun. Na 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 na. Guess who Amy is? <laughs> Looks like the algorithms in question have morphed themselves into the shape of the DNA of Brenda Walsh. I always knew I was a Brenda. Brenda, you can't just bring some strange guy off the street home for dinner. I always knew it, and I'm fucking proud of it. Not Charlie. only did you get pantsed by Jenny Garth, but you're independent, confident, and free-spirited. And... You know, that's uh, just some of your main characteristics. Thank you. You're so cool. Everyone wants to be just like you. That's what I just hear all the time. Sure, just make sure that your free spirit won't get you into too much trouble or kicked out of the Guys, show. Guys, I love the end Hello. of I love the end of our Jenny Garth issue is just being how awesome Brenda Walsh is. <laughs> I just, I did like, I would like this framed. I would like this to go in the Girly Mags archives forever. This is my Ike redemption from when I got Ike. Fake news, fake news. Really, it was Jenny Garth. How do you feel? Some things are unforgivable. I would be okay with I'd be okay those with answers. That. <laughs> I feel like those were the only two people Fair. that I wanted to yeah. get. At least you didn't get Donna. I am wearing both contacts on the same eye. At least I didn't get Donna. Oh, Donna. Donna's stupid racist oh, ass Donna. parents. Oh, oh, Donna. Oh, 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 looking um, for my right. Donna. But I did want to give a shout out to at Teen Time Machine who provided us with the Sassy Magazine content. Thank you. Sassy Magazine is incredibly hard to get. Thanks for that magazine trade. It's very much in the spirit of buns. Yes. Shout um, out. So thank you, Teen Time Machine. Check them out at Teen Time Machine on Instagram. Thank you, guys. Uh, I really, really, really want to zig a zig ah. And let's uh, get, uh, thank you guys for being, we're back. We're back yeah. in two weeks and we're back on regular schedule. And don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram at girly.mags. And please, you know, we really love doing this for you guys. And we know that you're listening out there. So when you're on iTunes next time, give us a little rating. Give us a little review. We need our ego stroked. And also, if you want an angry message from Andrea, DM me, james.holler on Instagram. <laughs> and don't DM me your dick pics. <laughs> Unless they have your hand in them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Happy New Year's from Team Eggs. Good night. Good night.